Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, even though we haven't talked anything about real estate in the past now six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so we have my crew here with me. They're my co-hosts, my sidekicks. They're here for the last six weeks now. Uh, we're all BFFs now. And not that we weren't before, but um, we have the one and only Alisa Kaliti with us. Hello, hello. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Um, and I'm going to let you take over in a minute so we can figure <laughs> out Zoom because we have some guests Sharon's joining us zoom. tonight. Sharon's going to go Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Yes, we are. And um, of course, we have Deputy Chief here, Ken McCormick. Hello. How yeah. are you? I'm very good. Yourself? You guys look refreshed like is that it's an illusion it's, it's lots of makeup in my case i have no idea what ken's doing but in my case it's nothing other than a lot of makeup is it one of those things you know like how you go from hungry, hungry to, star- to starving then it disappears that's where you are with your exhaustion yeah. rate yeah. you're just yeah. like i'm all done you'll I be up for hours on end and then suddenly you'll be like oh i'm good to go and then literally i don't remember what i was doing today but i was like i fell asleep almost on my deck in the middle of a conference call i'm like oh can't do that wake back uh, up focus uh, and then last night of course so lisa and i live on the same street and we lost electricity. You want to hear this? Okay, so yes. this is how bad it is. So we just got the garage. It's yep. my first time having a garage in 29 years. And it's a beautiful garage. Well, thank you. And um, so here's the thing, like it's beautiful and I have a garage door opener. Yep. So I just go in. And last night the electricity went out and I looked at Mark <laughs> and I was like, so you're going to go put on the generator? He's like, you do have the keys, right? So when they finished with the garage, they gave you the keys to the side door. I was like, no, they put them on a hook inside the garage. <laughs> so, so what you're telling us is you were locked out of your own garage due to the power outage. Yes. <laughs> and, well, and I didn't, well, so I couldn't get to my cars, couldn't get to the generator. So like, do you know how bad it is to have yep. a generator and, and then not even, you have to break into your own garage? To get we to couldn't even generator. do it last night. It was oh, too God. windy. and yeah, it's, it's a little too dangerous. Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, yeah. it's too dangerous. We're surrounded by 
by pine trees. I was like, I, you know what? I don't need one of those widow makers taking you out right now. We've been through a lot, my friend. So everyone's been through a lot. Enough yeah. is enough. Go inside, light a candle, have a glass of wine. Yeah. Call it good. Well, last night was the night that I said, all right. And Mary said the same thing. We're trying to get Mary on here too. No more drinking. Like we were just, not that we're drinking too much, but it's yeah. like too often, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm wondering that must be sort of a commonplace with a lot of people. And I know Mackenzie brought that up a couple of weeks to yep. us. Um, but I looked at Mark and I was just like, it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> I just have to go to bed. Yep. Yeah, but I was worried about everybody's candles. So yep. now I wasn't worried about COVID. <laughs> COVID, you were about the candles, no candles. Very what, very what, very Oh, well, we're getting some feedback there. Sorry, so my dad. I got, Sorry, um, my dad. Okay. No, nope, that's okay. It's the reverb so, machine. He loves it. So I worried about Ken yet again. I'm like, oh God, now he's going to get a call about a fire because somebody fell asleep with their candle too close to a curtain. Does everyone know they don't put their, yeah, whatever. No, we didn't have any of those. None? No, it seemed that's like good. people. That's good. wind and I'm going to knock on wood. Yeah. But last night it seemed pretty quiet out there. It's like most people got the memo of this was not a, a windstorm to be trifled with. There wasn't a ton of people out floating around, which was really good to see. Everyone oh, was at home where they, they belonged. They all came out this morning. No, they all came out this morning. They, they did all come out. This morning. morning, we will talk about that. But yes, they all came out this morning, and oh, unfortunately, no. congregated. Unfortunately, felt the need to pile into places like convenience stores and Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, and how about so the herring run on uh, yeah. this past weekend? We had to, we had to do a lot of publicity. We've done a lot of signage. Um, you probably need seen our new start signs. Um, be mm. smart, stay apart. We want people to enjoy the outsides, and I think Ken and I become broken records yeah. saying please don't make us close the parks but if people are going to continue yeah. to congregate we will close them we will be forced to close them yeah um but um there was a little bit excessiveness at some of the parks but other parks were better simultaneously which was great mm -hmm. i think it's tough at the herring run park because the herring are running and everyone's yeah. really excited about it and they want to go see them and and i think that makes that particular park really tough um but mm -hmm. i saw better behavior at the other parks personally over the weekend i saw yeah. people doing a better job staying apart so that was really nice to see well i'm not going to tattle on people but i saw like the conservation commission <laughs> <laughs> they were literally uh, having a powwow and i was like separate yeah, men yes. separate spread out spread out <laughs> yeah. yeah um sorry to call them out but i thought it was sort of funny yeah. But they probably, they spend so much time together anyways. Unfortunately, there are some groups of people, for example, like Ken and I, I'm going to make an example. Chances are, if we're going to spread it among ourselves, but you'd actually be interested. And if you if you saw our PIMA meetings, Ken knows yeah, this. Yeah. I, the first meeting, I am hysterical. I'm the, the <laughs> seating police. Everyone has to sit like a far apart. So, you know, the Veterans Hall and Town Hall is a yeah. massive, it's a really oh. big hall. Hold on, do oh, you hear that music, though? I bet that means it's traffic time. Yeah, it is definitely traffic time. And we have uh, Lisa DeMilo, I think, is with us again this evening from WATD Traffic Center. And... Lisa, must, your job must be very, very easy these days, just saying you can get into Boston in 20 minutes. <laughs> well, you know, we have to calculate, Sharon, all of the times <laughs> so that the folks that are driving can get there and know how much time because <laughs> no one wants to get to where they're going an hour early or, you know, there still are <laughs> yeah. crashes too, Sharon. So yeah. you'd be surprised. I'll tell you the one thing that I'm noticing is that while there is more space on the roads, people are driving much faster, so we're seeing a lot more crashes, a lot more sense. rollovers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Not I'm gonna, fun. and I know that you have to do your report, and we didn't schedule any of this, but hey, it's our show, and we'll do what we want, I guess. But um, <laughs> my daughter actually lives on Beacon Street in Boston, and she was home uh, for Easter, and then she went back. She literally made it to Beacon Street in like 25 minutes I, I, from yes. Pembroke. How Isn't does that, that happen? <laughs> yeah, It's crazy, because literally the expressway, Sharon, is a nine-minute drive. So if you're going from Braintree to Boston, you're getting in there so quickly. I mean, we should savor these moments 
moments because mm-hmm. once this lightens up, we will be back into the thick of it. And here's you the know? thing, when those roadways were originally engineered and constructed, this is probably the amount of traffic they were expecting. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, That's correct. Perfect. That's mm-hmm. correct. That's correct. So how is everything looking out there tonight? Well, right now, um, as again, nine minutes in both directions on the expressway. Route 3 So you're looking at a 10-minute drive from the expressway to Rockland. The Sagamore and the Bourne check out A-OK. And Route 24 South, you're looking at a 16-minute ride from 93 to 495. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Use your power to cure IBS and join the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. at Spin for Crohn's and Colitis Cures. Get started at spin4.org. Traffic on the every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Hello to all my social neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate uh, with Sharon McMurray. We have Melissa Wallace, who's getting everything up and going. We are on Zoom through uh, Facebook. So uh, if you do see us on Facebook, you'll also be able to see some of our people there. You see Mary Baker is in the background. I know we have Josh Cutler is going to be joining us at 630. Uh, we also have, and isn't this awful? You guys are going to have to help me with Melissa's last name, the town manager, because I know her as her maiden name our rg don't yeah Ed knows how to pronounce it yeah i do not <laughs> so i'm gonna have to ask her she'll think it's funny anyways so we do have the town manager from plymouth calling in at seven o'clock and we have angelis actually calling in again at 7 30 uh got a lot of great reviews from her joining last week and having that positive spin on things mm-hmm. uh people asking how they can get her grace trail box and everything so they can Absolutely. do this at home with their families so um i think that that will be great um and what time do we have right now so until we get Josh on. So how have things been? Like, you know, this week seems like I was anticipating the worst. I have not been watching the news. I've just been sort of trying to congratulations. Thank you. Just trying to catch a little local, you know what I mean? Like just what's going on locally um, and the weather, but everything else I've just been trying to sort of put aside. So um, I feel a lot better because I've been doing that. And I just figured that you, you guys got me in the palm of your hands. <laughs> so if anything's going to happen, you'll call me. <laughs> well, you know. She's got a lot of faith. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a good week. Yeah, it was a good week. Yeah, having everybody do what we asked them to do. Yep. Which was awesome. Um, spike in numbers for us, yep. transport-wise, mm-hmm. uh, which is we said was going to come. Yep. So how many do you normally have, like normally, quote-unquote, and what? And how many more transports did you have this week? COVID related and yeah. or that type of related, probably we were probably hitting three or four more okay. than we normally would have done. Okay. Um, we so we can do anywhere from 10 to 12 runs a day. Mm-hmm. You know, we have ambulance runs. So yep. we did have a spike in that and we did really well right up until, you know, we had a storm. Until yesterday. Yeah, we had a storm <laughs> thrown in the middle, which didn't help. That mm-hmm. did not help. And yeah. then, you know, people woke up this morning with no way to communicate because all yeah. the power was out. Mm-hmm. We've been in the house for a month. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, it, just, it was a it was a rough morning for people, yeah. and we saw a lot of people going out and 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 looking for that um, camaraderie for lack yeah. of a better term. And unfortunately, it led to people congregating in in you know convenience stores, coffee shops, whatever they could whatever they could go to get mm-hmm. whatever. And together, and yeah. and together excessively together, dangerously really? together. So, so, like just groups of people just saying, "Hey, I'll meet you at Humby's." I mean, I don't think it was people intending to meet. I think it was people desperate to get out of their dark, cold, 
no coffee, coffee something you. else house yep. and mm-hmm. then you run into someone and you run into someone else and then of course everyone has the same idea and the next mm-hmm. thing you know Cumberland Farms yep. and, and stuff have 10 to 12 people in it and yeah, that's Lowe's, not an optimal Lowe's yes Lowe's I heard was, was a mob scene this morning I went into Lowe's um one day over the weekend and on Mark yelled at me he's like Sharon I do not consider this essential and I was like in your head it may not but that's how I get my stress out is by shopping and Lowe's is the only thing open and I really wanted to get this thing and I won't even tell you what it is but anyways I had to get something because she knows we'll say the same thing. yeah you will say the same thing and I knew but I went in all masked up and everything and when I came out I did have that full-blown panic attack because it's so scary to me not even scary like woo. But it's sad because all you can see is people's eyes and you don't know what they're thinking or saying underneath those masks. And I just want to stop winking at everybody. Like, let that be the universal, like, I'm okay. You okay? Mark's like, no, don't start winking at people. <laughs> do not start winking at people. But we need to ask him, where, where do you look now, now that you can't look for the smile? Because it used to be that that's what you would look for. Yeah. The smile, the whatever, the nod of someone. And of course, you're right now when, the, when people's faces are covered, you don't see that. So if you're very interested in Anne's take, I hope she's listening right yeah. now, is where, where do you look for that? smile now where can you substitute something in for that and smile people you won't would normally even look give at you right like people right. like that was the one thing is like there was somebody that made some eye contact and I was just like hi like I just threw my mask mm-hmm. and everything and I was just like hi like, you know what I mean like I I feel like that part of it that sort of I didn't like that aspect of it you know what okay. I mean because you can't really read people just give a quick yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Just wave. So like, I, I guess, I'm walking by. I'm just, I just waving. Hey, I have noticed that you are waving a lot more. Yeah. You become very wavy. We can put them on the bed. Well, let's have a parade yeah. when this is yes, all over, and he can, he, can do, he can do the princess wave on the back of a, on the back of. So the that's another truck. thing we're doing to try to, you know, boost some spirits. Is mm-hmm. The, little the birthday parades—they're parades, adorable. If you haven't seen one or mm-hmm. participated in one, I highly recommend it. Well, it's adorable beyond words. You did two today. Two today. Adorable awesome. beyond words. You should see some of these little kids. Their yeah. faces light up. Mm-hmm. And I swear, in some of them, the parents are more excited than the kids. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Well, I was excited when I got mine because um, one of our police officers, Justin Turvey, um, I know really well. And he had he was down there at my house and he knew it was my birthday because of Facebook. And he's like, hey, are you home? And I was like, yeah. And I went, came to the front door and he put the siren on and Aww. he did happy birthday to me. So it is fun. And, and see, I thought you were just were getting arrested. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that was Christmas Eve that that almost happened but that's another story for another day so with the calls you know more calls but um I don't know I feel like I felt like a different energy this week though as much as I was a little anxious but like do you think that people feel like are we are we flattening the curve I think we are. I think the numbers support that we're flattening the curve that that should not be misinterpreted to say, oh, we're good now or anything else. And it shouldn't be misinterpreted to say that the peak's already here. It's still coming. I I want people to be not frightened, but aware. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared, but be prepared Mm -hmm. that those numbers are going to climb. It's a factual certainty. We're starting to see the escalation. You're starting to see the escalation in rides over the fire department. And we're going to see those cases Mm -hmm. go up. And and sadly, unfortunately, we're seeing those cases up. We're going to see those fatality numbers go up. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you want to do is protect yourself as best you can. You want to never forget to wash your hands. How many times do I say it, Sharon? An easy bug to kill. This isn't even like a super bug that's super mm-hmm. resistant that you need like toxic chemicals yeah. to get rid of it. Soap and water. Dawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dawn gets everything, right? So Dawn gets this guy. Um, so you want to keep keep vigilant, mm-hmm. keep aware, keep prepared. Don't be afraid. Don't be panicked. We've said all along this is mm-hmm. coming. I'm, I'm thinking the weekend or early next week, we're really going to see those numbers. Take a, take a jump like we've seen other places. Have we had any deaths in Pembroke from Corona? Yes. We have? Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I heard that Bernie from Bernie Fields passed away, right, from yeah. coronavirus too. Yeah. So, um, I guess. I guess it's going to start hitting home this week, right? It's going to get home, I would suspect, by the end of this event. Um, every person in Pembroke is going to know someone that's had it, or mm -hmm. tragically, I hope, far less frequently, someone that, that's had someone that they know or, or yeah. love pass from it. Yeah. But everyone's going to know. By the, by the end of this event, everyone within the town will have known someone personally that's gotten sick. Yeah. Ticketmaster was just calling me. I saw that on my phone, on my watch. <laughs> so they're probably telling me that James Taylor is canceled for June probably. in Fenway. He probably. probably. That's why they're calling me. Yeah. Big events like that are going to take longer to come back yeah. than regular business. Yeah. But when you want to talk regular business, Sharon, I have actual real estate news for you. You do? Okay. Well, what time do we have right now? So do we have Josh yet? So Josh is going to be calling. I want to save right. some of that when we have nope. a little more time. When, no problem. Josh, no problem. Um, do we is have Josh, Josh yet? Hey, Mary. Hi. Oh, we can't hear Mary for some reason or another. So we're we got Mary. We got Mary. Oh, okay. Hi, Mary. Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? This is so cool. <laughs> That's good. She's you sound like, like a robot. Like Siri. She's like Alexa yeah. or something. No. Oh, that was maybe my that was maybe my watch picking up when I said Mary, and it thought I said Siri. Mary, can you hear us? I can. You guys sound crystal clear on my end. Yeah. You sound hey, Ben. Why can't we hear Mary? Uh, that is a great uh, question. I can hear her loud and clear on the regular feed. We also have Representative Cutler on the line as well. Yay, Josh. All right, so let's see if we can hear Josh, because if we can't, I'll let you know, Ben, if we can't hear him, okay? I'm here. Hello, guys. Okay, well, go ahead. You can do that. And we have Josh Cutler with us, who is our state representative. Josh, can you hear me? I can. Hello, guys. Hello? Ben, we can't yep, hear no, Josh. Uh, he can no, hear us. Uh, he you can guys hear can't us. hear him. You guys can't hear him. Nope, no. we can't hear him. Nope. So I'm muted. sad now. We got to be muted on the sense. Yeah, there has to be. How about be now? There has How about now? About now? How about now? How about now? How about nope? That caused a reverb. We're not going to do that. Not going to do that. Okay. I can hear you guys. We will get this right. We will get it right. So um. I know. I'm just confused as why it isn't happening. You know why, Mar Melissa? All right. Let's just have Josh on hold just for one uh, quick second. Lisa and Ken, I just want you guys to take over. Like you own this okay, place. You go, you go do the electronic <laughs> stuff. So Ken, we, we were running down um, changes. So so just some quick um, stats to run down for the people. Obviously, cases are, are coming up. We're seeing more runs over at the fire department. We had three new positive tests today. The oh. governor was on air. Um, some positive news. Governor was on air talking today. I'm sure you heard this. All those field hospitals are coming online, uh, 100 beds down at the Cape. I'm super excited about that. Not acute care, but that frees up for those that, that don't go no, home. Yeah. I know you all about it. So so just explain real quick. That doesn't mean that the, like the fire department, I know you know this, is going to take and start dumping people on the no, doorsteps no. Of, of these these tent hospitals. What it is is the fire department's going to run to a regular hospital, right? Same as always, Ken. And then you're gonna, the, the hospital's going to evaluate that patient. And if that patient needs subacute, in other words, not acute care, but less than that, they might be transferred to a field hospital where they can be man, maintained. And the best thing about that is not only are they going to get that high level of, um, you know, medical treatment and medical monitoring that, God forbid, if something happens to those uh, patients and they become acute, they can just bounce them back right. to the hospital yep. And, yep. and get them on those ventilators and that other equipment they need. But at the same time, that frees up all those hospital beds for the people that do need acute care. So on one hand, everyone says, oh, well, it's just a field hospital, but it's not just a field hospital. It's like an extension wing of a real hospital so that they can manage their, their resources to the maximum potential. So everyone in the Commonwealth that's hearing that should be like absolutely really excited 
excited about that because that means that not only are the people that are going to be, you know, super serious and need ventilators and need all of that to, to get well are going to get that care and that bed's hopefully going to be available to them right now. The numbers, I, I don't know. I know Ken's watching the numbers like me. They're, they're looking like we're going to be there. It's right. looking, it's looking like we're going to need all those field hospitals, but no, it does not know. look, it does look right now like we will have enough. Now, is that a little wishful thinking? Am I going to knock on wood? Of course I am. But right now, the numbers look like we've got that curve where the medical facilities we have and the places we have them are going to meet it, which right. is, which I'm sure is your biggest thing, Ken. I mean, that's going to be the worst feeling, riding in an ambulance and taking someone there and saying, I hope like hell they can get the help they need. Yeah. Not to interrupt, not to interrupt, interrupt representative, but, uh, representative, could you just do a quick mic test? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Hello? I got nothing. I miss you, Josh, if you hear me. I can hear you. He's trying to talk. I can see him over there. You can see him trying to talk? He's trying like Everybody else can hear them but us. So, right. So, So, our whole whole thing from the very beginning of this is not to overwhelm hospitals. So, these field hospitals are awesome, and they're set up just like a regular ER or just like a regular ICU or CCU or whatever. Um, where they can try to help some people. They have real doctors for beds, yep. machines. They have everything. So it is good. It's, it's good that they're But it's got to feel good when you're pulling up there in the ambulance to know that the help's there. Because yep. that, would, that would be the worst part for me. I mean, I don't do what you do, but if that would be the worst part for me, if I know, I know I'm, I'm trying to help someone and I'm taking them somewhere and, the and not knowing if they're going to get help and just pulling up and going, I hope, yeah. that, would, that would be a real problem for me. Yep. So anyway, so, so right now, if you do just the sheer statistic number game, which I'm confident is what the governor's office is doing, and he has far smarter people, me and far more people than me, to do that numbers game out right now, the numbers game looks like we're there. I, I think it's going to be tight. I think I think those field hospitals are going to get used. I think they're going to get used at close to capacity, but the numbers look good, which is from now we'll step back and look at the, the whole purpose of public health is to respond to pandemics like this and make sure that those strategies do work, which is what DPH is working so hard on. Um, locating those hospitals, making sure they're near the hospitals and those field hospitals have access to real hospitals and vice versa, making sure that the medical staff is there, hence the National Guard, hence calling up the National Guard, hence moving forward all those nurses and doctors to an early graduation to make sure that the staff's there for that. But right now, if everyone, if, our favorite word again, if, if everyone stays home and does what they need to do, covers their mouth, social distance, wash your hands, um, and all those kinds of things. It looks like we're on the right track to, you know, quote unquote, sweet and sound of the wire. And the other thing we're talking about today, Ken, this is not a sprint, is it? No. This is a marathon, folks. And I know people are probably tired. They're they're probably as tired of listening to us as we are of talking. But the reality is this is a marathon. We need people to be patient. We know you've been super patient and sacrificed a lot, but, but, it's it's not even a marathon anymore. What my new term is it's an ultra marathon. And for those that don't know, an ultra marathon is two back to back marathons. That's what it's going to take to squeak through this bug. And it stinks. I mean, yeah. it's boring. No, and that's why I get today everybody being out and doing their thing. Yeah, I knew it when we started in the meeting. We, we knew it was going to happen. The storm didn't help, which gave no. more power, which took away all their ability to do anything at home, which we're forcing them to do. Yeah. So they're going to go out. But if we get three or four more days like today, yeah. and people go out. It's going to be a problem. It's going to make it's going to make ultra marathon a, a worse than ultra marathon. And, 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 and we're going to see that surge. We're going to see that overwhelming surge that we cannot afford. And and that's the other thing, you know, Kim and I just talked about the numbers game and the numbers working. Understand if people start acting like all bets off right. and start congregating, we're going to see a spike year, as we call it, a spike year, a, a more pronounced escalation in cases, I'll be all scientific here, that is going to overwhelm those systems. Because the hospitals are, are the people don't understand, they think like the hospitals are all empty because they show these shots of these things. They're, they're half full. They're, there's an, in the South Shore okay. hospital that isn't at, at 50% to three quarters. And that's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. 
That's a lot. All right, we are trying still here. So everybody on Facebook and on the radio can hear Josh okay. So what we're going to do, guys, is um, Mary, can, Mary, can oh, you going to do his interview? Yeah, like Mary, that. can you hear Ben? I mean, can you hear Josh, Mary? Just shake your head yes Mary. or no. <laughs> when, when Josh talks, can you hear him? All right, Mary, you're going to interview Josh, okay? <laughs> Okay, Josh. Hi. Hey, Mary. There we go. We just have 15 minutes. I'm gonna relax. We can't figure it out because Facebook can hear. Sharon, you'll have to mute your end for them to do this interview appropriately. Talking at the same time, or I I can't hear. (laughs) So it has something to do with the headphones. (laughs) So they're, they're, we're gonna. I'm gonna mute her on my Zoom call. Okay. Thank you. Good call, Mary. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. So you are you enjoying staying home just as much as everybody else is? Oh, it's peachy. <laughs> Although I just uh, got to play basketball with my son, so that was kind of fun. I know. I've been encouraging everybody who's kind of thinking of this in the negative way. Maybe if we try and put a little bit of a positive spin on this, this is time that we normally wouldn't be able to spend with our families and our loved yeah, ones that you know, we are kind of trapped at home with them, but how many of us are dying for a day off every once in a while? So now we're perpetually off. There's definitely some silver linings and hopefully some things that we can take with us once the, the crisis is passed and, and, and keep keep doing. So <laughs> Yeah, it's not good for my waistline, but, you know, I I'm you. sure a lot of other people can be saying that, too. I've been um, drinking a lot of coffee, too. But. Oh, yeah. Um, so how's everything going um, with you? Anything new that we should be keeping up to date with? Because I know, I mean... Um, just helping out talking about the CARES Act. I know that was super, super huge. And of yeah. course, as soon as you aired it the other day when we were talking, um, I got a I got a call from my tax accountant. <laughs> oh, good. He's uh, just like, hey, we should we should get up on this. Um, you so should. It, it, so there, there have been um, a couple of uh, of new developments I think since our last our last check in. Um, one is on the um, on the CARES Act and on you know uh, the small business loans that we've talked about uh, yep. in the previous shows. Um, for the Paycheck Protection Program, I know I think the PPP people are familiar with that acronym now, not to be confused with PPE. Um, and I, you know, many many small businesses have already applied, and those those loans are actually starting finally to to flow. But just recently, the SBA came out with the regulations for the self-employed uh, who want to um, apply for a PPP loan. In fact, the, the interim rules just came out literally today. Uh, and I was yeah, I saw that. Really, okay, you saw that. Great. So, um, yeah. for folks who are listening who are self-employed or independent contractors. Um, if you get a Schedule C, if you have a Schedule C on your taxes, then you're gonna most likely be eligible. Um, and, um, and and you know, I would encourage you to pursue that, the PPP loan. We are seeing, um, you know, it's very popular and um, there's some concern whether the funds are gonna run out and whether or not Congress mm-hmm. is gonna reauthorize them. And there's some, I think some debate about, you know, I think there's agreement that they want to reauthorize it, but there's some, I guess, debate about how we get there. Um, But so for the self-employed and for uh, 1099s, you are eligible for the Paycheck Protection Program. You can read the new rules that came out literally today. Um, But it's really, you want to, you want to have your, uh, your 1099, excuse me, your, your Schedule C from your um, tax returns ready they're going to be wanting that and that's what they're going to base a lot of the information on and for those folks who haven't filed their 2019 taxes which is probably most people yeah <laughs> i have not and, and you don't have to yet by the way that's the nice thing um but they are asking you to submit a, t- a 2019 schedule c so you may need to prepare oh, yeah. just that document or have your accountant do it or you know TurboTax or however you 
go about doing that. Um, they are asking for a 2019 Schedule C. So, so that was a bit of a development today, which is good news for anyone listening who's um, self-employed or an independent contractor and thinks the Paycheck Protection Program might be a good fit, should definitely look at that. Um, the other sort of bit of news, I guess, since last time I was on, is we have a little more clarity about uh, unemployment. Okay. Uh, pandemic unemployment uh, uh, assistance program that was, again, part of the CARES Act. Um, kicks into effect soon for folks who are self-employed in 1099. Um, for those who may recall from our past shows, traditionally, if you're not an employee, you're not eligible for unemployment because you're, you're not paying into the, the trust fund system. Uh, but in this case, Congress, uh, in its infinite wisdom, which in this case was, was, was actually accurate term, uh, passed uh, an expanded version of this to allow folks who are self-employed and who um, are 1099 independent contractors, we call them the gig economy oftentimes, are eligible in most, in most cases um, and will be eligible for unemployment benefits. Now, the, um, the, the key question is when? A lot of folks have been asking that me that. That's gonna be my question. And uh, we wish, I wish I had a, a slightly better date, but the date that we've been given here in Massachusetts is April 30th um, by the Mass Unemployment. And the reason for that I, I, um, gets a little bit into the weeds, but I guess, the reasoning for that is that um, this is a brand new benefit um, the federal government came up with. It took them some time to get the sort of frameworks together to tell the states, here's, you know, here are the parameters and here's the funding. Mm -hmm. And the state has to then kind of create a portal to accommodate that because it's going to require a different process than uh, the existing process, you know, that we have for unemployment where, you know, you have your W-2s and so forth. This will be dependent on your 1099s. And so they had to kind of create on the fly a very quick portal, uh, which is the reason why they're giving the date of, of April 30th to have that live. Now we're hoping that it'll be sooner than that, um, but at this point I can't can't make any assurances. But by then they're expecting to have the portal open, and so anyone who's you know for realtors, if you're you know many realtors are, are obviously 1099 um, folks, you will be yeah. eligible for unemployment um, at that point. And the good news is, even if it takes a little bit longer, the benefits are retroactive, um, so you won't lose any benefits if it takes a little longer to get this portal up and running. Uh, and the second piece of good news about that is that the CARES Act includes the um, additional $600 per week per claimant. Uh, that is a federal benefit added to the existing uh, unemployment benefit. And so that also will be in effect for uh, independent contractors and gig economy workers. So that's a nice uh, additional amount of money uh, for folks. So uh, April 30th is the date we have right now. We're hopeful that'll be sooner, but you know, we expect it'll be right around then and you will be able to apply through the uh, through the online portal at mass.gov at, at that time. So. Okay, so Josh, that April 30th date, that's when people can start to apply essentially. And then how do you know how long it takes for that approval? I know they tried to kind of like push it up with even the regular W-2 employees, like they waived that one, I, was it one week that it they, took? Um, yep, they did, Mary. Um, so it, it's good and bad. I mean, it's good that we, and actually that was the legislature that we had to take action to waive that. And we did, we passed that on a bipartisan basis to waive the one week delay. The downside is that is that it, it's become really popular. Uh, and, and unfortunately the sad part of it is it's a lot of people sure. are unemployed. Yeah. Um, and so there's, you know, there's just a, 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 some delays in getting, just getting logistical stuff through the, the pipeline. Uh, we, we've been dealing with a lot of folks, you know, calling our office because they're having trouble getting through to unemployment office. Um, you know, it's a bit of a wait, typically, they turn around claims in a, in a pretty quick basis, but you know they are yeah. backed up. Um, I can tell you though that they've scaled up. Uh, in fact, they now have um, 600, work they used to have 50 people handling their call center. 
They now, uh, as of this week, have 600 that are handling their call center. Wow. Um, and so they, you know, they, and they're getting 6,000 inquiries a day. So, um, I, I talk know, to me five people a day and that's too much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I know people are getting frustrated cause I, cause I hear from folks who are frustrated in, in a nice way. Um, and I, you know, I, and you know, we try to do everything we can to push them from the back end. Um, but you know, it is, it is a, just a, a, a traffic flow issue at this point. The good news is that people are getting, you know, they're getting their questions clarified. It just takes a little time. And yep. um, for folks who are eligible, they are getting their benefits. And again, they are still retroactive. So even if it takes a little bit longer, um, you're still going to get uh, the benefits going back to, um, I forget the exact date, but it's, you know, back to, to, to February. March, March um, something or other. Actually, even earlier than that, depending, yes. assuming you were uh, unemployed at that point. So, um, oh, well, that's a good question for, un for um, sorry, not to cut you off, for okay. uh, 1099 employees. What, I mean, technically, when do we figure that we're unemployed? Yeah, that's you know a good question. I, I don't know yeah. the, how they're going to handle that. Um, and that, that's, that's exactly, Mary, probably why this is taking it a little longer than we'd hoped, just because there's a lot of questions like that is, you know, what do they, how do they interpret that? Now, I will say, to date, they've been super flexible and, you know, very, you know, erring on the side of, 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 of sort of helping people when it yeah. comes to those kinds of questions, you know, like in terms of whether or not you're, you know, truly are unable to work, you know, um, they're, they're, uh, you know, giving people the benefit, excuse me, the benefit of the doubt if, you know, if you're not able to go to work because there's a health-related concern and it's good, good faith held uh, concern, then they're not, um, they're not questioning that. So, I mean, mm. I don't know specifically what they will do, but they, they, to date, they've been very flexible with, with all the benefits um, just because I think the idea is, you know, we want to get the help out to people um, as, as quick as we can, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally think, and now I don't know if this is going to get me booed, but I personally think our state and even our industry in real estate, and I said this on a show a couple of weeks ago, I think the ability to adapt and I mean, obviously there's there's certain measures in place. Like I, I had no idea that Pembroke had a whole team that they had put together and that we're supposed to meet in case of crises like this. But I'm really impressed with our ability as a government to adapt even locally, you know, by the state. And then even for my industry personally, the ability to kind of pick up the ball and make sure that things don't completely stop. Um, I'm personally impressed by. Yeah, no, I think, uh, 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 oh, we love, um, I, I would echo that. I think, um, you know, we've seen at all levels of government, um, yeah. maybe not always at the tippy top, but in all of the levels of government, you know, we have, I know Lisa and Ken and other folks are involved in the Pembroke Emergency Management uh, work, and uh, they've done a fantastic job of keeping uh, everybody informed, keeping me informed, keeping the public informed. Yeah. Uh, and, and Governor Baker, you know, he's done a great job as well, I think, you know, working in a very cooperative, bipartisan way. We really have everybody kind of working together. Uh, hopefully this will the last, hopefully this will outlast the, the, the COVID-19 uh, crisis. I know, I'm like almost a little scared for people to not stop being nice to each other. Everybody's <laughs> being so nice now and then we're gonna go backwards and maybe people aren't gonna be so nice anymore. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully Knock on wood. That's right. right. Um, anything else that you see that like coming down the pipeline? Yeah. That uh, well, so all right. So um, the the other thing that you know, sort of happening today is maybe not to be not such great news, unfortunately. But I'll just to be to be uh, candid with folks. You know, we're looking. You know, right now it's early April in the legislature. Typically, what we would be doing right now is doing our state budget, um, and of course that has been sort of put on hold because we have you know really no 
well, number one, we practically speaking have, don't have a way to, to meet in person yet. That's being worked on. Um, but more, more importantly, we, you know, we just don't know what kind of revenue picture we're going to have for the mm -hmm. next fiscal year, um, you know, much less the end of this fiscal year. And so yeah. today we had, um, we, we call a consensus revenue forecast, where basically we bring in, you know, the sort of the top economists from around the state and academia and so forth. And they kind of give us their take on what they think, um, what they forecast, like weatherman, but you know, with, with numbers, forecast for state, for revenues for the state for the next fiscal year. And so this, this happened today. It happened obviously virtually, not all in person. And we heard, you know, some sort of sobering data about the state of the economy and, you know, what folks expect, you know, some of the numbers that were thrown out, you know, we're, we're looking at potentially a four and a half billion dollar uh, hole in our budget, in our state budget. Um, obviously, we're hopeful that the federal government will, uh, as they have already done to an extent, will help us and help all the states. But that's a significant amount of money. And, you know, unlike yeah. the federal government, we can't just print more money and, you know, fill the hole. We actually have to have a, a balanced budget. And so that's going to put a lot of um, pressure on, on on our coffers. And so hopefully things, A, hopefully things will turn around quicker than, than they expect. But B, hopefully the, the federal government will step in with additional aid and a lot of things, a lot of discussion today sounds around four letters. Uh, and um, you probably heard these letters, U, V, W, and L. And uh, the U is, well, the V is what we're all hoping for, which is the V-shaped uh, rebound where we bounce back up to full strength economy almost immediately. Uh, the U-shaped, that's, that's the finger, yep. The, the U-shaped one is a little less favorable where it takes you know a little bit more time to, to ramp back up. Uh, the L shape is the is the disastrous one. We don't want that. We, we're a flat line, and then the W is is the concern about having a you know a rebound, but then having a secondary uh, sort of recession at the end of that. So mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're hoping for V <laughs> or or take a U maybe, but the other two letters we're not so happy about. So that was sort of the more sobering news from today. Not to put everybody on a downer, but um, those are the things we have to kind of. It's reality. About. I mean, yeah. there's got to be fallout. And um, I was actually talking to some clients a little bit earlier today. Um, the the fallout that we're going to see, even it, it just across the board or fiscally for, like you're saying, um, 2020, isn't necessarily going to be in the next upcoming months. It's even later on down the road. We don't tend to see these things for six months to a year after the actual happening right. you know it is and uh, you know just to, to i guess leave share end with a bit of good news is that in massachusetts at least you know we do have um what, we have a, what's called a stabilization fund which is basically a rainy day fund um yeah. and you know here in massachusetts we've done you know we've done a pretty good job of building that up it's not as high as you know maybe to get us through this whole crisis but we've we've over three billion dollars in our rainy day fund um for the state and so that you know obviously will help to cushion the blow here um because the, the, the good news is that in massachusetts at least you know, we do have um, Gonna have to mute Sharon again. Uh oh, we got a little feedback there. I don't know if anybody. Are we still on? We're still on. We're still, we're, we're still on. We just muted Sharon again. Oh, <laughs> uh, we muted Sharon. I'm sorry, Sharon. <laughs> We'd love to talk to you normally, but it's not we working would. out tonight. Um, I forget what we're. Oh, anyway, I'll, I'll just end with that. So oh, yeah, we rainy, have a rainy, rainy day, day fund, fund. Yep. that has a, over three billion dollars. So that will certainly help, and that's you know the good fiscal stewardship of the governor and the legislature trying to work together that, that got us there. So um, not going to be enough to, to carry the day, but certainly will certainly help. Well, I think, I, I think we're all trying to come together and, and, you know, I really appreciate you. And I know Sharon and Ken and Lisa, Melissa, every, Ben, you know, everybody here, 
without the help of you guys helping to keep our listeners informed just about the community, I feel as if we'd be in a lot scarier of a place. So I know personally, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for doing everything that you guys are doing and trying to keep, you know, everybody's heads on straight and not kind of guessing as to what the future is going to be and know that we have resources to, to help learn. Um, yeah, no, my pleasure. Thank you for doing this, the show. It's, it's great. This is, you know, this is important that people, you know, need to stay informed and, and, and communicate. And um, this is what we're, this is how we're doing it now. And so it's important to have platforms like this to be able to communicate. I know. I feel as if we're really innovated with this. I mean, I wish it was working a little bit differently, but this is the first time that I'm getting to see you even remotely. You've been, you could see us on the radio. So this is, this is kind of nice for all of our listeners to put a face to the name. Yeah, absolutely, Mary. It's just a quick little side story. We, we, um, we did uh, one of the committees I, I'm involved in the legislature is uh, the Joint Committee on Children, Families, and Persons with Disabilities. And we had our first ever, and, and the first in the history, I guess, of the Commonwealth, first ever virtual public hearing uh, yesterday. Wow. And so we did it with Zoom. And we had, it was, you know, a bill hearing and people could testify. And so everybody did it on Zoom. And, um, and it was also on Facebook Live. And it, it was, I, I believe, the first time it's ever happened in the Commonwealth. So you know, worked pretty well. I think it's the kind of thing that when this is all over with, we should still, you know, look to because it you know brings in people who maybe wouldn't normally be able to offer testimony, you know, to, to couldn't come into the state house. So there are some some good things to come from this. Absolutely. I think it forced people to adapt very quickly <laughs> for to, yes. to get on board or, yes. uh, you know, otherwise they were going to get left behind. So if you didn't, weren't comfortable with people seeing what you looked like before now, surely. <laughs> Um, be, this is a different way of being in the public eye, but that's awesome. And hopefully all the good things continue and we start to bounce back pretty quickly. Um, oh, thank you. And if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, Josh, yeah. what are you recommending to them? Sure. So, uh, uh, obviously email is, you can email me anytime. It's josh.cutler at mahouse.gov. And you can also just call me on my cell phone. Uh, if, I, if I don't leave a message, if I don't pick up on the first time, just just leave a message. I'll get back to you. It's 781-422-4001. We are um, so lucky to have a state rep that is giving out his cell phone number on all of, over the internet. So Josh, thank you again. We appreciate you and surely we'll stay in touch and probably talk to you next week. Great. Thanks, Mary. Thanks guys Bye. in the studio. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, Mary, let's try to bring Sharon back in. How about you say? Well, hello there, Sharon. Can you hear me now? <laughs> so, tell you what, why don't we go ahead and take our top of the hour break, and then when we come back, we'll get right back into the show. What do you say? Since I can't hear anybody, I'm just going to assume we're going to go ahead and do that. So we're going to take our top of the hour break, do AP News and weather. When we come back, we'll be back with some more Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara here on 95.9 FM WATD. ATD FM Marshfield, WMEX Quincy, WBMS Brockton, and Translator W266DA Brockton. 
The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. WATD. Streaming online at 959WATD.com and with your smart speaker just by saying play WATD. AP News. I'm Jackie Quinn. President Trump announces the administration's reached a deal with the airlines to provide relief during a time of record low ridership because of the pandemic. This agreement will fully support airline industry workers, preserve the vital role airlines play in our economy, and protect taxpayers. Our airlines are now in good shape, and uh, they will get over a very tough period of time that was not caused by them. At today's briefing, Trump again is blaming the World Health Organization for not sounding the alarm soon enough on the virus. He says the U.S., though, is starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. The governor of New York says he will not lift social distancing requirements too soon, despite what the White House says. Who is responsible for each element of the opening? The president said last night that he has total authority for... Uh, determining how and when states reopen. That is not an accurate statement. Governor Andrew Cuomo says nearly 800 people died in his state yesterday. California's Governor Gavin Newsom says he's looking at slowly lifting social distancing requirements and says things will be different, like Californians will have to have their temperatures taken and be served by waiters who wear masks. Former President Barack Obama's endorsed former Vice President Joe Biden. Biden served two terms in the White House with Barack Obama. Choosing Joe to be my Vice President was one of the best decisions I ever made. In a video, Obama called Joe Biden a close friend, the perfect candidate right now. Joe has the character and the experience to guide us through one of our darkest times and heal us through a long recovery. And I know he'll surround himself with good people. Barack Obama is expected to headline fundraisers for Biden and public events in key swing states. Stocks gain today. This is AP News. Good evening. Watching weather radar, a few rain showers now near Nantucket. They'll tend to expand up onto the Cape and gradually onto the South Shore late tonight into tomorrow morning with a weak storm center offshore. Low of 37, gradually the shower's ending, and we'll start to see some sunny breaks later in the day tomorrow, but on the cool side, a high of 49. Tomorrow night, fair early in the mid-30s with a snow shower in the area. Early Thursday, still quite chilly, a high of 49. Friday, a few sunny breaks, clouding up a brief rain shower round, a high of 51. Looks like we'll go into the weekend dry and seasonable on Saturday, and there can be an April shower by Sunday. For WATD, I'm meteorologist Rob Gilman. This is Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. When I hosted the most recent Smart With Money Fair for the Marshfield High School seniors, we went through an exercise comparing investing an amount of money over 40 years versus investing that same total amount of money over 20 years. The end result for the person who saved longer was more than twice the amount of the other person's. This is a hypothetical exercise, of course, but the point remains, save early and save often. If I can help you save early and often, visit our website at McNamaraFinancial.com. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. So guys, we 
are live. You are listening to Talk Real Estate um, with Sharon McNamara, Mary Baker, Melissa Wallace. We have Ken McCormick, the Deputy Chief of Pembroke, um, Lisa Cullity, the Board of Health agent in Pembroke at the studio. So they're actually patching in live through or patching through with Zoom. And then we have our first time guest, Missy, and I should say Melissa. How do you say your last name, Melissa? Because Sharon only knows it from schooling. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it was Grubo, but now it's a Riggy. It's been a Riggy for about 20 years. Okay, and um, so Melissa Origi, and you are the um, town manager. That's happening just because uh, Sharon's speaker is up a little too loud to the microphone. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, no worries. Well, we are doing the best we can here. We're trying to navigate this whole telecommunications, Zoom, via radio, all kind of... Even the most experienced of us are learning. Oh yeah, well I you Ben, you know I am not the most experienced at this one. <laughs> well, neither am I, but hey, you know, we uh, we look good doing it, right? Yeah, we are Zoom's all about. <laughs> I know. I mean I, I joke, Melissa, that I didn't I didn't get Zoom stock earlier in life. Had I known, right? I think had we all known, we would have jumped on board. I feel like I missed the boat on Facebook again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so you are Plymouth, Plymouth town manager. So we thought it would be interesting because Plymouth is so vastly larger than Pembroke is as a town. And, you know, we've had Ken come in and we've had Lisa come in from the, from our town and we're maybe feeling things on a smaller scale than you are. Um, so what are you guys seeing in town with you and how is, uh, you know, how's, how's Plymouth doing? Yeah. So, um, it, it was really overwhelming in the beginning. Um, the, the things that you would think wouldn't be so trying really were just the logistics of shutting down Town Hall and the Center for Active Living, our Council on Aging, as well as our libraries. It has such a, a vast impact on residents so quickly. And we have about 63,000 residents. We suspect that population wow. has gone up as people come here um, right now, some of them to escape and get away from where they were. And then, of course, our summer population will increase. But in the Center for Active Living, one of the things that was a real goal for the community was to continue to deliver our meals. We do about 200 meals a day for our seniors. And sometimes, um, almost all the time, they really rely on that for their sustenance and for their good health. So we wanted to make sure that program continued. Uh, in yeah. addition to services at Town Hall, uh, to just disband them, that's just not possible. So um, one of the other things where I've seen a big impact over the last two weeks is having to shut down the beaches and the parks. We have so many in Plymouth. And oh, yeah. it's just a place that people want to be able to go and walk and enjoy, but we couldn't control crowds. So we had to put serious limitations on that. And we want to be careful with sending our police our, and fire or our safety officers out to those to break up crowds when we really need to protect them as well and we need them doing other things. So those are some of the immediate impacts we saw. We have about 99 cases in Plymouth right now. Okay. Well, so as you were just talking about, um, you know, how many residents, it just hit me, the Pine Hills in general. I mean, you guys have one of the largest communities of, you know, even 55 plus, not that it's only 55 plus, but the Pine Hills is a city kind of in and of itself or a town in and of itself. So that, and close knit. Absolutely. Um, so have you seen like, what's the situation? 
what's the situation? Is that like specifically regulated in respect to the town itself? Or is that something that you guys, you know, did you have somebody who's specifically managing that area? So no, it's really part of the whole community. I think when you look at the town of Plymouth, we have so many different pockets that have their own, you know, personality, a feel to them. From your real estate background, you would know that Chiltonville is such yeah. a beautiful farm area of town. Uh, Pine Hills is, is such a beautiful development. Now we have Red Brook, which is yeah. a version of, of Pine Hills in some ways, although the developers probably wouldn't like me wording it that way. <laughs> But you have North Plymouth that really has our history and downtown. So every every area, every village has their own personality. Now, it's interesting that you bring that up on the show because we have had requests from people in different pockets of town, Manomet, Cedarville, that really want to know what the cases of COVID-19 are in their specific area. Mm. We're not doing that. You can't do that, right. though. Right. Um, you, can't, you can't just pinpoint it. That's like me saying that, you know, I have it and I live at XYZ on Mattachesett in Pembroke. You're like, no, I, I don't have it just as an FYI to everybody who's listening, but it's just, it's, you know, you don't want to announce that there's some anonymity that has to be held and, you know, you get mob style, you know, Mary. people on your door. Hi. Hi. Hey, Missy. How are you? Good. So um, obviously not that technical, but no, we're trying to figure it all out. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Um, sure. Just to introduce you to some of our guests, we also we have Lisa Cullerty here, who's Board of Health uh, for Town of Pembroke and Deputy Chief uh, from the Town of Pembroke. So I loved what you just said about, um, you know, I think that we were just talking earlier too about, you know, trying to control some things. And I love that you were you're so aware of taking care of the people that work for the town and their safety too. So I really want to commend you for that because I'm a little high strung sometimes and I've been so worried about all the people who are out there out front. So I really commend you for doing that. And I'm sure it's not easy making these decisions to close down beaches and parks and everything else. It's interesting to see the number of emails you get. It's running about 60% very much in support of closing down and coming down a little bit um, a little bit tougher with the practices we're doing. And then uh, the rest of the population feels a little bit like a police state and, uh, and let this be um, the individuals take responsibility, but that's just not practical. You look at our downtown area and people gathering on the waterfront and you understand the draw on a beautiful day. Yeah. Oh, especially in the days that we've been having recently, I'm sure trying to keep people you know, in their houses as they're going stir crazy. I know Ken and Lisa were talking about this a little bit earlier, just about our our ponds and, you know, our little parks that we have. It's hard to say, oh, don't go outside and, you know, don't don't um, experience the weather and just kind of try and, I don't know. I've seen more people walking the street um, outside Mattachusa trying to get to the parks than I've ever seen them be in here. So yeah, but Plymouth has, has double that problem because it's also a tourist destination. In which yeah. case, I don't think you at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Melissa, mm -hmm. Melissa, which is a little odd to me, but um, what are your thoughts about you know for commerce and for the businesses you know downtown, where being such a place where I mean you're not even local, where you're getting people who are tourists. I mean you're getting people nationwide, so. What, are, what do you feel the impacts of this are going to be and what are your thoughts on it? Well, our small businesses, like everybody's, are really struggling. And it's sad when you walk, go into the downtown area. I was down there this afternoon. Um, I was 
town hall for a while and um, I have a place that's right downtown and walking along some of the signs and the restaurant windows. We're going to do everything we can to help them. There are some small business opportunities you're probably aware of. We're working closely with Amy Naples, who I really respect out of our Chamber of Commerce. We're also working with C Plymouth, which is our tourism arm of our government that helps us bring people to the area. We know people aren't traveling right now. You may have heard the news that many of our 2020 events have already been canceled. Uh, so that's super disappointing for so many people in the area that have put so much time and effort into it. But we are concerned about the businesses. We're trying to think of some innovative programs to help them. We did just uh, get quite a bit more CDBG grants. I believe about $237,000 just came in. So we're going to see if we can somehow reinvest that back into our businesses. That's great. Sounds okay. like a plan. Do you guys have questions for Missy too? And I don't. I'm, I'm just happy to see that, uh, you know, all of the communities around us are kind of doing the same thing. We seem to all be on the same page without actually speaking to each other. So, I mean, it, it's working. Yeah, I've spoken to a lot of the agents and a lot of the health boards, and, and I think everyone has very much the same thoughts as, as you, Melissa, that, that you know, we, we don't want to be the killjoy. We don't want to be the police state, but at the same time, we all share the burden or, or responsibility, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, of keeping people safe. And unfortunately, sometimes we have to keep them safe against their will. And that's something I've said, you know, a lot on air. We don't want to do these things, but it, it, if we're compelled to keep you safe against your will, then, then unfortunately you're, you're forcing us into doing that. I would agree with that statement. I wanted to ask you too, so um, with the boating season coming up pretty soon, uh, have, has anything gone into that, the thoughts about if the boats will be allowed to be in and how is that going to work? Yeah, we've had some pretty extensive discussions with our Harbor Masters staff because one of the things that Plymouth needs to start doing now, we had to make the decision last week, was we need to start our seasonal hiring. We won't get by. Um, you know these you know people are still going to use the beaches, they're still going to swim, they're still going to enjoy the weather, and we need to make sure they're protected. You remember all the sharks we saw last yeah. year right off Whitehorse Beach. So we need to have lifeguards. If we don't start some of that hiring now for our assistant harbor masters, we won't be prepared. In addition, we're at the uh, final stages of building a new maritime facility right on the waterfront. So um, that is going to come with amenities for people that are boating, that are traveling to this area. We don't want to lose them. And we also feel, you know, anecdotally that boating will be a very popular hobby or, or practice or sport this summer because people can isolate. So they're together, they're on their boat, they're hanging out in the harbor. We, we don't know anything about July 4th yet, but we are anticipating a pretty large crowd in our boating in our mooring field, which of course the dredging, significant amount of the dredging has been done. People are anxious to get back out there. I don't blame them. So um, I think it'll get more and more antsy to get outside. Boating is going to be wildly popular. So we are going to be staffed to support that. We might have to instill some different practices than we've had in the past, but we're, we're gonna go full, we're full ahead on that. Yeah, well, that's, that's, good. that's some positive news, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things I was thinking about because Mark and I have a boat and we, you know, you have to go on to Dockwa now to make all these reservations. And um, some of the, like Menemsha over on the vineyard, they stopped taking reservations and everything. But I was thinking the same thing as you. At least you can, when Mark and I are out in a mooring, it's just the two of us, unless Mary and Melissa come along with us. Uh, we bumped into Lisa last year. <laughs> Missy, I'll have you out this year too. But My husband's uh, a big fan of going over there on the jet ski. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm nervous. I've done it, but only twice. 
<laughs> yeah. So I just think that, you know, you can socially distance, but I think that that would be really important for, you know, the restaurants who are still doing takeout and things like that. You know what I mean? Because if we, I'm hoping maybe by the summer, I mean, what do you think? Do you think by the summer we'll be able to go in restaurants again? I think by the summer you're going to see some relaxation then. Do I think you still want to be in a part, you know, packed restaurant? No. no. Do I think that some of them might be able to open some of the guidelines? What I would expect the governor to do if I'm reading the governor correctly is not unlike the supermarkets, maybe restaurants open, but they're not at full capacity, full seating, mm -hmm. but maybe they allow 40% where it's every other table where people are still distancing and things like that. I think, if I'm reading the governor correctly and what he said today, that, that working with the other governors, I think you're going to see a relaxed opening, not a sudden open the gates and, and it's a free for all and everyone do what they were doing before. I think you're going to see a controlled stage rollout, seeing those escalation in cases coming back in China and Japan. So I think that if mm -hmm. I'm reading people correctly, they're going to take all that information in and say, okay, well, a free for all open doesn't work. So let's try a staggered, slow rollout approach, which I think would probably be wise. But I think something like that you, you could see by summer. I, I do. I I'm think, hoping. <laughs> I, I think that that's hi. I'm here. We're social distancing, which is not easy to do with four people in a room. Yeah, I think that I agree with you, Lisa. I think that we we sort of have to do something like that because yeah. I, I I also believe that this is going to change the way people live their lives, anyways. You I know, agree. people who weren't germaphobes before will probably be them now, like me. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, I my hands are raw from washing my hands 12,000 times a day, but mm -hmm. I know it's to protect myself and to protect the people around me. So, I mean, I don't think that I'm going to go to, oh, you know what, I'm never going to wash my hands. I, I think that this is this <laughs> type of thing is going to uh, um, change the way that everybody sort of lives their everyday life. And, and yes, I'm very excited to go back to a restaurant or have a couple cocktails with some friends, but like, I wouldn't directly go into a crowded bar right mm -hmm. afterwards. I don't like yeah. my friends. Exactly. I don't like my friends that much. I don't like my friends that much. Like friends you know? that much. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Missy, what about the, um, the schools and everything? So you have a huge school system down there. So, you know, they are they working from home now? And were you able to supply enough computers and everything for kids who didn't have that opportunity? So I work closely with the superintendent, but those in our former government, those decisions are really up to uh, Gary Maestas, our superintendent in the school committee. Now, certainly we collaborate on a lot of ideas on what to do about closing, particularly on the administrative end of what yeah. he's doing, but he has 12 schools to oversee. And um, one of the most important things to us is that we continue to serve meals to the children. We know in some yeah. In, in way too many cases, these are the only meals the kids get. So our meals programs are still very, very active. Um, Superintendent Maestas is having the teachers and they're doing a great job doing a lot of work online and working with the students online. And, you know, I have to agree with the speaker before this, things are not going to go back to the way they were. Even the way we all do business, I think you're going to see more and more of these type of meetings and um, less of the roundtables. We'll have to see what happens with that. I don't know about with school learning. I think the question that we keep uh, bugging Gary with, and, and he's in the same dilemma of all of us, is that we don't really know is, are they returning this year? I think most of us think that's probably not going to happen and nobody's actually voicing the definitive because we just don't know yet. I mean, I have to tell you, just from town hall, my plans right now are to reopen the building on the 4th. And... Um, 
Up until two days ago, I thought we would reopen to both customers and staff, and I'm already rethinking that. And we're starting to put together a plan that it won't be reopened to customers, but we'll do some staggered staffing. So um, I think the schools are doing a great job. I think there's frustration all around. And I have to tell you, I'm not a parent, but for those of you that are parents out there, I do not know how you are balancing working, teaching at home, great job. It is really, yeah. yeah. I was watching something on the Today Show today and Drew Barrymore was on there and she was like, I have respect for teachers before, but teachers with their own children, God bless you. <laughs> um, one of the things with the schools too, and not going back, I mean, with, um, not with the schools, but talking about town hall being open and everything. You know, I know, you know, Deputy Chief uh, McCormick, we are familiar with not being able to get smoke certs and things like that. Um, and I'm sure the same thing is happening, you know, in a real estate perspective. So what about permits and, and all of that? Because I'm sure that there's a lot of building going on and I'm sure there's a lot of summer homes down there. Are you seeing like an influx of people that are trying to get to their vacation homes and how's all that working? We have had quite a few water turnover requests. So our public works employees is still working. We will still honor those unless the some of the shutdowns are inside your home. And then it's a little bit different. Right now, we are not sending employees inside homes unless it's emergency related. We wouldn't consider that an emergency. We did have a stumbling block in the beginning. I think four real lessons have come out of this having to close town hall so quickly. Um, some of the challenges that we had and, and one of the key ones is in the building department. Now, certainly we have, I don't know, eight or nine inspectors, something like that. So we're still able to do inspections. We're still able to do building permits and process them. Of course, everything is being done by email, you know, call online, all of that. Um, the inspectors will go out for new construction only. Uh, they won't go out if it's an addition on your home, then it has to be an affidavit or, or you have to have the plan stamped or whatever the case may be. We'll accept something, we'll accept an independent inspection at this point. Um, but mostly our staff has been really great. They are still working even though they're home. So we are still sending them out to do things in the building department, just not as rapidly as they were before. Yeah, well, great. Well, do you have any other um, words of wisdom or any great information that you would like to get across to all IWATD listeners? Yeah, I think there's just one thing I don't think people realize. The collaboration between towns has been absolutely outstanding. From police collaboration with other communities to the fire department to just um, I'm working so closely with all the other town managers and I know the health director is with you. So I just want to say thank you. I can't believe the volume of work that you're doing. And I know many of you has help, have helped us and our health department. Anything that we can do back, um, Plymouth absolutely stands by our neighbors. So let me know. Absolutely. You know, and that just gave me goosebumps too. And we just had Ann Joel join us too here on Zoom. And Ann is a life coach and she's the, a little positive affirmations for us here. But one of the things that I've been seeing and really loving is this sense of community. And Absolutely. Missy, that's one of the things I actually brought up last week when I grew up in Dorchester. You know, we we're on the, the corner, hanging out on the corner. Yeah. Hanging I remember out. you brought me to Seven Hill. I'll never forget <laughs> it. <laughs> I now, will tell you all to... stories someday about sharing Costa, but we are agreeing not to share at this point. We are not telling any uh, Sharon Costa stories. Oh, yes, sure. oh, yes, we are. I oh, yes, we are. You. I, I know where she works. I'm going down there. <laughs> um, we've had some great times, Missy and I have. So, um, But I do love that the world is getting, this is terrible what's going on. I mean, no one's going to question that. 
but the way that the world seems to be coming together, and I'm talking towns with towns and Absolutely. even like states with states, states with states and, you know, countries with countries. And I just think that that is something that we probably needed right now in our world anyways, right? It's just a little more collaboration. I know that you have a lot of kids who probably need the meals and your senior centers and all that too. Do you, are you looking for volunteers? Are you, do you need, does, does any of your departments need any help with doing deliveries and things like that for people who are healthy and can do that? I'll let you know, right now we're in good shape because we have a group of trained volunteers that we're working with. So we've got a little bit down to a science right now and we've made some changes with the program. We needed some help a couple of weeks ago. We're struggling with our homeless population but we seem to have found a temporary resolution for that. But um, but I'll tell you, every time that we do need help, one of the first places I go is to the South Shore Town Manager listserv, and we all share what we're doing, and it's really helped. Well, that's great. Sure. Awesome. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, just so you know, we are here. I mean, the, we're located in Pembroke, but uh, WATD and our radio show and what we do for Boston Connect Real Estate is you know, all over. And we are here for you if you need any help and keep up the good great. work, Missy. I'm so proud of you. And thank you. Everything you've become. You're such a great leader and mentor. So great. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye, Missy. Nice Bye. to meet you. You too. Yeah. Um, so that was Missy. Had no idea how to say her last name, but you can be your bell. Melissa Arigi. Lisa Arigi, yeah. So that was great that we were able to get yeah, her there. someone else's yeah. perspective. Yeah, and that's yeah, I mean, you were saying that last week about mm -hmm. how the towns are really collaborating yes. with each other. Yeah, so so. Um, I think that that's great. So her population of people down there is so much larger than ours. So I'm yep. assuming that In the different. numbers. In different. Yep. How many, how many, I didn't, maybe you know, I don't know if you do or not, do, like fire department and stuff like that. I mean, obviously a lot larger than we are, right? Yep. So, yep. well, as you, much more stations and much yeah. more men, you know, yeah. different type of staff. I'm just saying ranking, but mm -hmm. more of them, you know, they have deputy chiefs that run every, 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 yeah. Because it was interesting. Like the police department all the way around. Yeah. So. They have a health department of five, not yeah. one. <laughs> It's, it's the same thing we do. It's the same, you know, the same job. It's just at a large So one of the things I loved that she said, and it wasn't even prompted, was that her concern as well is for people like you that are out there every day doing this. So I'm glad that people are respecting that. And, you know, even you were saying that people sort of coming together this morning and everything, I think it's just maybe it's easy to forget where we are when another disaster sort of happens, right? So I saw it this morning, and I just, I, I just, I, I just said I get it. Yeah. I get it. So who broke it up? It, 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 you can't break it up. You can, you can. You can suggest you can and suggest lead by example. You can go around. You can take a look and drive by, and people see you. They disperse. Oh, yeah, you saw a group today. Again, saw many groups. Many groups. So everything that everything that happened today was a combination of. Staying stay at home mm -hmm. in a storm, yeah. and then when no they power. went to go back on this morning to get on the internet, they couldn't get power. They had no power. They couldn't take a shower. So people just said, "You know what? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You know, I was sort of, I, I was definitely nervous about that last night. So um, a lot of our listeners know I live with Mary and Sam here in Pembroke, and we're right around the corner from from Mary or from Sharon, but. Um, you know, when we lost power, it sort of made me even more nervous because 
not that I wanted to go out in a windstorm, but I knew that today was going to be beautiful. And okay, so we have a nice porch and I can sit on the porch and try to do some work with no internet. But, you know, it just made me think, okay, well, now it's going to be a beautiful day. People can't stay inside because there's no internet. There's no nothing. And then, and then we were putting all of our food in coolers last night. We were able to get ice. You know, we put all of our food in coolers and I'm like, oh my gosh. Everybody has been going crazy buying all this food, and we were just advised yeah, to, if yeah. you can afford to buy two weeks' worth of food, buy it, so we, and then the next day we all just have it. We do these things every day at our meetings. We yep. discussed this. There's going to be a great day tomorrow. We're in trouble. We're, we try, yeah. we we try to think it's separate. Yeah. We're going to be in yeah. trouble. Well, we just have, we start, and if I didn't know that this would kill you, mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't know as much as I know about it now, mm-hmm. I would probably be with them. Yeah. Going, hey, you know what? I'm out of here. That's, that's true. Get, you know what I mean? There is some amount of insight. lack of knowledge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that, they have a little bit makes, more insight yeah. than most people. Right. And and when you have kind of a front row seat to it, you go, oh. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people say, oh, this is just the flu. And in a way, they're correct, except <clears throat> that unfortunately, this particular bug, when it takes a hold of someone, it, it, it when it and it's not everybody, but it's every, call it every 10th case. When it does, it's behaving extraordinarily aggressively. For example, we had the senior, there was a case that of, of, I told you there, there's more than one, but passed in Pembroke. And the downhill slide was so fast. It, it's what I would call frightening. Yeah. An otherwise perfectly healthy individual, no underlying conditions. The only condition you could say was actually of being a, at a more advanced age. Yeah. Healthy, vibrant, and everything else, and in less than two days, gone. Yeah. So that's frightening. And if that and doesn't frighten frightening. you, I don't know what does. Right. And yeah. so for six weeks, we've been saying, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home, because we, we have insight. Yeah. And But I do, I get it when, oh, it's 65 degrees day after, mm-hmm. you know, a windstorm, and I'm cooped up I, I can't do anything because all of my devices mm-hmm. are gone because yeah. I don't have any power. Well, and that's the it's other part of this too yeah. is people are literally, like I said to Mac last night when I was looking at my garage that was fully locked with our generator in it, I was like, if this doesn't send me to McLean Hospital, then we're good for the rest of this. You're going <laughs> to so. be just fine. But you know who I bet knows a lot about the psychology of people being cooped up <laughs> with no power, scary events. I bet someone that could probably demystify us demystify some of that for us is sitting right there in that box yeah. on the shelf. Hi, I, mean, I hope you don't mean me. <laughs> I do mean you. I do mean you. Hi, guys. Uh, thank you for I, joining you us two, again. Thank you, Pam. You two should move in because you really go out of the screen so often I can't see your beautiful That's face. That's intentional. We're, no, we're, no, we're staying apart. We're staying apart. Staying apart. Oh. Okay. We're so we do care about each other, but we gotta say we care from okay. a distance. Care I get that. I get you. Sorry about that. That makes <laughs> sense. You are talking about social distancing, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so uh, I know in that yeah. you had talked to about the Grace Trail, and I got you know a lot of people sending me text messages and things saying how much oh, they did. really enjoyed that aspect oh, of it. And I had mentioned that you have your the box where you can do this little thing on your you know the Grace Trail on your own. Yep. So I was hoping that you would be able to tell us about that. And okay. also, what are your insights on how to keep people positive through this? Well, it's really interesting. I think if you say, how do you keep people positive, it turns everyone off, right? Because you're like, how can I be positive? This is so horrible. And I have a hard time because everyone's reality is so different. I see those food lines on TV, you know, with 10,000 people. I'm like, 
my God, I'm sitting here in my house saying, what, what do you want for dinner? You know, everybody's reality from first responders, it's just so different. So to ever say, how can you stay positive? I think what we really have to ask is, how do we, given the circumstances we have, how do we, um, how do we cope? And, you know, that's why I love the five Grace Trail questions, because I watched the three of you with Melissa. Was it Missy or Melissa? And um, as soon as you start talking about collaboration and volunteering and how much you're working together and how much you appreciate, the whole mood goes up. The first step on the Grace Trail is about what are you grateful for? And when you talk about collaboration and you talk about all the wonderful teams it elevates everyone's spirits. It absolutely does. And, you know, I think gratitude is talked about, over-talked about, like, do you have an attitude of gratitude, all that stuff. The truth is, if you can take your little brain and focus on what's going right in your day, because each one of your days is very, very different from my day, and all of us are really fortunate, obviously, um, to have the resources we have in this. But even with really limited resources, to take it off the worry, just like you did, your whole, I'm telling you, I just watched the energy in the room go up, 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 as you started talking about what was going right, even in other countries, Sharon. And I think mm -hmm. that's so important to keep talking about that, because if you watch the news, you could just cry. You know, they just keep pounding us and pounding us. You can't. You have to take little bits of it so you're informed. But it should not be your part-time job. It will take you down into the down in the dumps. So that's number one. I'd say limit, limit the news. And you can get it right online by going to, you know, a couple different sites and just reading what you need to know. But the other is pure. Even though it's a reality, it's misery, and you cannot, you just can't cope when you're constantly watching that. So the next thing, when you said to me, Ian, how can we be positive? This is the magic question for all of you, okay? It's about release. So gratitude, then release. The question is, number one, what do I need to release? Okay. What's in your control? That's number one. What's out of your control? That's number two. The more you can focus on What's in your control, in your little world? Like yesterday, we were all stuck in the house um, because we're quarantined, and then we lose power. I was like, oh, my gosh. What's in our control? You know, I heard someone say they put all their food on ice. We have to constantly, constantly keep asking ourselves what's in our control and then act on it because what happens is our brain pulls us to what's out of our control. That's the news. That's, uh, we have no electricity. Um, so you have to really constantly manage your brain and pull it back to what is in your control and then take action. And mm -hmm. um, the truth is, you know, if you get to the A in the, in the word grace in the grace trail with acceptance and acknowledgement, there's a lot of really hard stuff going on. And to say to someone, you know, we got to be positive. It's not that easy because because it's hard for a lot of people. So sometimes, like Sharon, you said you cry. You know, I went to the food market the other day and I sobbed in the car afterwards. It was it was just sad. I, I'm almost overwhelmed by people's anxiety when there's crowds and things. So I just sat and cried and I just got it out and then moved on. And, um, you know, I think it's about being real with what's happening 
and then managing your thoughts and emotions in um, the best way possible to be productive and not wallow. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm... It makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's what you guys have been, yeah. you know... I think it's really hard for, for them because yeah. the jobs that they have. And, oh, yeah. Oh, no question. You know, That's I'm, I'm looking yeah, at someone right now at the office and you see somebody with a mask and it's like, what is this world that we're yeah. in now? Yeah. And it's, it is completely different. Yeah. And that's why I'm having you on the show <clears> too. And just like, you know, what can we do? Cause it helped me. It yeah. actually helped me. I did yeah. yoga this week because you told me to do that. So okay. hey, I'm conformist. Tell me what to do and I'm going to do it because I feel like I'm surrounded by people who love me enough to tell me right. the right things to do. So let me tell you about that, okay? So what's in your control? Okay, you're in your house. You have no electricity. I mean, you can move in your house. I said to my husband, you know what? I can go up and down those stairs 20 times. And I'll tell you something. Did you video that with you and John running up and down the stairs? <laughs> but that's way, can we tell everybody who your husband is? Sure. So her husband is John Jolas, who is a pediatrician from out of Hanover and very well known. And I remember when my kids were little, I couldn't get into that their practice yeah. because they were full. Sharon, you you can get in now. You bring your kids. <laughs> Well, remember I had my broken arm and he was taking care of me, right? When we were looking for houses. That's right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, movement. Movement is key to manage your anxiety. And I know that you two are working so hard. You're probably like yawning, like, oh my God, who is she? That's what I'm talking about. Everyone's reality is different. If you have the luxury of having some time to actually decide what to do with your time, um, then movement will help manage anxiety. It will help to get the negative thoughts down. It will help to move the negative energy out of your body. And you're not going to be 20 pounds heavier once this whole thing's over. I'm hearing that from everyone that they're eating so much. And so- Two walks, two walks yep. a day. I'm looking at, other than yesterday, I did not put my life on the line, but I get my two walks in a day with my dog, Sharon Yeah, I see her with dogs. Yep. Um, I've gained 10 pounds. So hello there. Yeah. You got to start moving. You got to commit to moving, you know, every single day. You just have to, because when you're, when you're as anxious as you describe yourself as being Sharon, you, you're holding yourself tight, right? And, and not breathing well and all that. And I'm not a yoga teacher. I'm just telling you, find the movement that you enjoy, that you have time to do. And I mean, you're out with your dog. You see, you're out in nature. It's, it's all going to lift your spirits. And, and Mary's I, been doing You've been walking with Dexter like every day, right? Yeah, so I didn't go today, but pretty much every day we're going at least for an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours. Just oh, to be there we go. Yes. Well, so I said to Sharon earlier, um, I know me, Melissa, and Sam went for a walk and we saw a rock on a trail that said uh, smile, I think. And then recently we were walking and we saw another one that said heel. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's Anne or like somebody who's following the Grace Trail. Because, like, how often do you see these little rocks with these sweet messages to you? Yeah. Uh, so I'm seeing, like, little signs. Yeah. Well, that's the universe telling you what you need to hear and reminding you of, you know, uh, you can heal. Even in the worst of times, people do heal. People are resilient. People are moving through this. Certainly not everyone. I know the mortality rate is so high, but um, but we collectively are going to move through this 
to some new normal. I don't know what it's going to look like, but we have to keep our eye out there on the horizon and really believe that it's going to happen. I don't know the timeline, that's for sure. No one does. But we are going to move through this to, um, I think it's going to be a new normal, but I think uh, we will we will be moving through this. Yeah. So, so Ian, can you yes. tell our listeners too, how can they, do you have, I don't know if you have one of your boxes nearby. Which box? but I have all my boxes. Which box were you thinking about? <laughs> one little, that has like your own little kit? Okay. Like you mean a, the, big, the big one or the one I just sent you? Which? No, the big, the big one. Okay. I don't have to get that and, uh, oops. We could have used that last night when we were we had our power outage. We could have pulled open the Grace Trail box. Good <laughs> <laughs> idea. That's a great idea. You gotta you gotta know so many of those boxes are coming off the shelf in this uh, in this whole situation because people are because there's a lot of easy answers. This is what Sharon's talking about. It's called Create Your Own Grace Trail. And it's really for organizations and groups who want to create grace trails for their community. Churches are using it. Um, Gosnell down the Cape, they have grace trails behind all of their houses. Um, you know, Dana Farber has used it. Beth Israel Deaconess. Are, are you guys talking and I'm not, what's going on? We have, we're having a hard time because we couldn't yeah. see. We're trying to get Melissa on there. So that's all. Oh. You keep on talking. So tell everybody again how you can get there. So, okay. So if you want to make your own Grace Trail, you can go to gracetrail.com and go to my shop and you can see all the products I have. This kit is full of, it has my best-selling book. It has the hope cards. It has a workbook for you to create your own Grace Trail. You can do it um, in your backyard if you want. You can do it at work. Um, it has a workbook, the soup to nuts of how to create your own grace trail on gracetrail.com. And, um, I also have a TEDx talk. If you want to look at that. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. You're so fancy. Yeah. I am so <laughs> fancy. So, so fancy. <laughs> yeah. I have a, It's called cracking the grace code and you can just go on YouTube and go to the TEDx talks and, um, and then either put my name in and Jolis or, Cracking the Grace Code, and it will come up, and it's an 18-minute, um, it's a, basically the story of Grace Trail, how it started 20 years ago in my kitchen, and where it's gone to today. So, um, you know, that's a resource, and I have downloads on my uh, website at gracetrail.com where people can go and um, print out the questions, print out the map, and um, the map in Plymouth, I mean, the, the Grace Trail in Plymouth right now, um, they're asking people not to walk on because of the social distancing. But, um, you know, if you can get outside in nature somewhere, make your own trail. You don't have to come to Plymouth. Just ask those five simple questions. And, do it in um, your backyard, actually. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. People can literally do it in their backyard. And absolutely. I think I my daughter Mackenzie taught a class on empathy this week. She had a webinar last week and one of the things, so I taught CCD for years and she remembered one of the things that I taught in CCD and every morning when they would wake up and she said this during her webinar. So I was very proud mom. She's like growing up. Um, my mom every morning would say, so what are you going to, what are you grateful for so far today? You know what I mean? And like, just to keep that in your head of being oh, yeah. grateful. 
And she used to say toothbrush every day. And I used to respond with, I'm grateful for your toothbrush too, sweetie. (laughs) So yeah, those kids don't like to cooperate with this stuff. Yeah. I mean, every single morning I get up and I don't even get out of bed. I put my feet on the ground and I say say to myself, because, you know, we're all waking up worried now. We're worried. We worry while we're asleep. You wake up, You, I wake up anxious. And so I just sit on the side of the bed and I say, okay, Ian, 10 things you're grateful for. And I just list specifically what's going right before I even really start my day. And that's a great technique throughout your day to, to do. And, and to ask other people, what went right today? When did you laugh today? <laughs> you know, um, It's a, a constant redirecting of your brain to what's, what's, uh, what's going okay and also what's in your control. And that's what the Grace Trail does for people. And one of the things I did on Easter Sunday, so yep. last year, um, I was in Clemson with Mackenzie, and we actually volunteered for a Purple Heart um, veterans program, helping somebody move, oddly. And um, I thought, well, what's going to beat that? And this year, Mark and I went for a walk early in the morning. And as we were walking, it was just so peaceful, and I just felt like me. Mm. And I just looked at him, and I just said, thank you for taking care of me. Because yes. he really has been really right. solid through this whole right. thing. Because if I was married to me, right. I wouldn't be married anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Ask these two. They can't wait until this uh, is over yeah. so they don't have to sit with me. Sure. And there's yeah. Melissa. That's not true. That's not true. That's Hi, not Melissa. True. Hi. Melissa's down here so we can see her. Hello from the basement. Here you are. Hi. Yeah. Next week, we might be able to just do this from all over. So... So we only have a few minutes left, and we have to finish up some um, important topics. With, we still have 20 uh, minutes, Sharon. Here. So, Ian, what are some uh, final thoughts for our final seconds here for all of our listeners on WATD? Well, I think that we have to be hopeful. And hope the word hope is that we can find a path towards our desired future. That's what hope is. We have to know that there is a way to get over there, which is where we want to be. And that's why I say about Grace Trail, I say, hang your hope out there on the horizon and walk towards it every day. We need to know that this is going to end. It is going to be a different world. But we are go- most of us, hopefully, are going to get through this. And we need to hold on to that hope. And you guys are doing a great job. You are agents of hope. This is a hopeful show. People tune in because they want You're agents of hope. You I like agents of hope. Agent. I have a new you are agents of hope. That's exactly, yeah. that is true. <laughs> Ken wants to be a special a agent. agent. A secret. Well, do you know the difference between hope and optimism? Hope has a plan. Mm. That's the difference. Hope has yeah. a plan. You know, you, you think about think about that, and that's that's what you guys are. You're the plan. They call you because they need a plan, Sharon. They call you to buy a house because they need a plan. You are agents yeah. of hope, and sure. um, so we've got to keep our lights shining by taking taking care of ourselves and our families first, and then taking care of other people because um, because that's that's the only way it's going to work is to stay strong, stay as positive as you can. Yes, what were you going to say? And the bigger message to that is taking care of the ones you love is really taking care of everybody, right? Yeah. Because so if yeah. we're if doing what we're supposed to be doing, yes. I love what Ken said last week, and I don't know if you caught it, what but at the it? very end of the show, I just, we had one final question and he's like, don't screw it up. 
like we've all worked so hard yeah. Just yeah. don't screw it up so i feel that that's i felt optimistic this week that i felt that people were listening that right. i felt like finally people were understanding yeah. were. Right? No, no, no. we definitely saw a change in behavior definitely were. yeah we definitely saw a change in behavior from last week to this week or at least i saw it right up right up until this morning yeah. which it's, i can understand today that is was a stressor there's a stressor people are going to respond differently after i get a stressor. i get why it happened and it is what it is like mm -hmm. i said if i wasn't on this side of it i'd be with them all yeah. doing all the wrong stuff but uh -huh. um, people did finally follow what they were supposed to do it's, it's worked out perfectly yeah, don't, mess it up, yeah. no. don't mess it don't up don't mess it up don't mess it up yeah yeah well, you said screw it up i did but we can only find out i'm aging a whole book with five i can't wait for the fire department yeah. to get that i'm gonna get your name plaque for next so we should are you texting right now and thank you so much for joining us and we really i enjoy i hope you guys enjoy yes no absolutely inviting her and um maybe we can have you again next week giving us little tidbits every week. anything you want i am here to help to serve to support to laugh with you and um thank you for thanks for including me yes thank you Love so you much again. have a great day tell joy hello okay? i will bye -bye. i will take care bye-bye Get him on next time, right? <laughs> you know what, Sharon? I'm going to trick him. I'm going to just say, hey, John, come here for a minute. I'll get him on maybe next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You. I'll talk Thanks. to you soon. Thanks. Bye, -bye. Ann. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, Ann. Ann. Bye. That was Ann Jolis, and she is a life coach. She is an author. She's a TEDx author. Um, she really just, but, and again, it was just, because when you guys had mentioned that, like we have to have some positive at the end of this. Yep. I thought that that was great. Um, do you want to tell everybody who our guest is going to be next week? Yeah, but I just want to, how much time do we have left? Because there's a couple of things. Yes. Okay, good. So we have plenty of time. So I was really excited. Um, so we have different people coming every week and, and assistant town manager Sabrina Trilcott said she'd come in next week. Ken and I have been begging sweet. and begging her. She's yes. sweet. She's awesome. She's smart. So we're gonna we're gonna make sure that she's here, you know, next week to join us. Um, you know what we can do next week if we do Zoom. Everyone yeah. can bring their laptop and we can all be we can Zoom all over the office. That'll be epic. That'll yeah. be absolutely awesome. In the kitchen. <laughs> so, um, but one thing just to touch back to Ann because I'm gonna pay Ken a backhanded compliment here. Oh. It, 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 it's hard to do this alone, and I think all of us draw strength. I mean, we're a team, and so it's it's nice to have feel like you have a well of strength to draw from. So when one of us isn't feeling so great, we can kind of like lean on the rest. Mm -hmm. But not only that, and what made yesterday's windstorm so tough is this is an overwhelming thing to deal with. But when you have a plan, and this is a plan we've been working on for years, this is yeah. 10 years, 15 years in the making of an emergency mm -hmm. management plan. This didn't just grow overnight. When you have a plan, something is so much easier to deal with. Do you agree? Because mm -hmm. when you have a strategy, for me, like the windstorm last night was actually tougher to deal with because I can't stop the wind. I can't go out there and bodily, you know, block it and everything else. Welcome to so my world. <laughs> yes, Macy, you, you can't dive into the melee yeah. and, and think you're going to fix everything. So the point is, is, is have a team, have a plan, and it actually isn't so bad. So, and that's we, have, so we have the plan for the pandemic. Yep. And the, both the police and the fire department last night put a plan together for the windstorm. So yeah. we've got a plan on top of a plan. Yeah. Uh, you know, all plans work or go uh -huh. according to plan. But and that's, but, and that's, um, but sometimes, part, 
Yeah, well, sometimes yeah. you put a plan together and you don't need it, but, but that's okay. But for the okay. most part, the plan yeah. worked very well. Um, for the most part. So to all people that are still waiting for power, it is coming. They are working as hard as they... 11 o'clock for us tonight, yeah, Sharon. They are working as hard as they possibly can. Oh, yeah, you know, these guys are, are, are busted. Yeah. Again. We got, we, got, we got killed. We have yeah. a lot of oh, white pine. White pine is not our friends. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not that they're not doing anything. They just... You have to also realize, too, that they're... On a skeleton crew like we yeah. are, because mm -hmm. they were kind of in shutdown with the police due to this thing. So yeah. they had mm -hmm. to draw strength in, in crews and people yeah. from other places. Mm -hmm. So you will get power. It's coming. Okay. Can I ask you another question, sure. too? Is um, uh, over at, um, I was talking to John over at Phil Commons mm -hmm. um, at the housing. Um, so what what are like some some of the thoughts about housing? I was trying to get him onto the radio show. Maybe we can get him on next week, too. Yes, hopefully. So um, he said that, you know, the fire department has been doing some stuff over there. So we do every Monday, we uh, fog, we fog all of his buildings or all of the common areas in his buildings yeah. uh, with sanitizer. Yeah. And we do all the common um, community places along with the police station every single Monday. Okay. So um, if I have my dad open his door, it will go in there? Yeah, it's fine. It, it, it's fine. <laughs> So, you know, it, it has a smell. We wear a suit and a mask when we do it. Yeah. It's not Talk hazardous. Yeah. It's just these guys are doing five buildings plus the police station, mm -hmm. so they want to just prepare themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and it's working, so we're going to sanitize that. We have another one coming to the mm -hmm. police department so that they can do their cruises and their own things at their own time. Okay. And um, we're going to go over to the town hall. So, before we open the town hall right. up. Right now, right now, there's only five or six people in the building. So it's very, very, very minimal. We do our um, building every day. We do all of our apparatus every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, ambulance after every run. So I mean, these Is are that something ones. that you had? No, we didn't. We did not. So these are, these are some of the things that now that they're currently in place for COVID, they will continue to be in place well after COVID is gone. Yeah. Uh, so what about the cost of these machines and these things that you're purchasing? Actually, not that bad. Not as bad as you would think. So and, it, and it's a necessity. And it's yeah. an emergency. Because the flu is, the flu yeah. is COVID. Yeah. yeah. It's Everyone COVID forgets. on steroids. So we still have to protect ourselves. Everyone's focused COVID. on COVID. Right. I, I don't want to say this right now because what I don't want to do is scare people at home. Yeah. COVID is scary. Ken and I deal with scary daily. This is what we drill. When we mm -hmm. do these drills, you know, COVID's just another name. Plug in Ebola, plug in anthrax, plug in so your choice yeah, of, in, of in, new thing that's coming to get you. I've been, yeah. I've been yeah. around for, and yeah. I was just thinking this today, talking to someone. I was here on Ebola. Mm -hmm. I was here for anthrax. I was here for H1N1. I've yeah, been yeah, here for yeah. this. Yeah. So I've, I've mm -hmm. gone through those. This is by far the worst. The worst one. Um, you know, we prepared, we prepared for Ebola huge, mm -hmm. and it just never materialized. Mm -hmm. um, this one here. This one um, did. Watch this shut an economy down. Yeah. You know, it's not. Yeah. So, I mean, it's scary. But so there are new norms that we have to change, and that will be one of the things that we do. Some of the things mm -hmm. we do in the back when the ambulance now with patients will be, be become the norm, will be different, yeah. which it wasn't before. So we'll have to just sort of come to that. That's mm -hmm. what this is all about. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. I can hear myself. Too. <laughs> um, so you, Ken, you said that this is going to, you know, probably or will be a continuation after COVID is um, gone. Are there any things that we're doing right now as a community or in the town or even you think the state that we will continue to do after? 
I, I think I think everybody will adopt their own things they're doing. I think you'll see supermarkets that have adopted certain types of things. And that I may see a single island that may never go away. It will be one aisle up, one you know the same way. Oh goodness! But uh, levels of sanitation. I mean, mm -hmm. do you think I'll I'll flip the question on you? Is your level of sanitation? after this is quote unquote over going to return to the level of sanitation you had two months ago it, it, with like cleaning my own house your, your personal sanitation of you oh, and your home yeah i don't i don't think that there's any going back i mean i'm that, that, i'm that, enjoying how clean yeah. things are not that not that you know we live in a dirty house or we no, have i'm not saying that i'm saying everyone's game got raised it's oh, like yeah. Everyone's game went up a couple steps. You know, and most everyone's not going to go back. No, everyone's game is going to go back. Clorox. Yeah. What's that? What? I said you have your little to-go bag of Clorox and antibacterial. Something that you're going to see that will change, I think, huge, and it has nothing to do with germs or clean. Is this working from home yeah. and people satelliting things. They're going to find out that you can do that now. And that might and stop the spread of things you know anyway. what I mean? And that's something that you would have never saw. There are things that we would have never done. Everybody's mm -hmm. got to come to work and do certain things. And I think you're going to see that probably change a little bit. Is Chris working from home? What do you say, Mary? I said that there's a negative to people working from home in isolation, though. Yeah. So I'm just not to end it on a bad note, but there's also like things to be thought of from that sense. But I'm saying oh, no, from no. a financial standpoint yeah. and a company standpoint, you may see that as become part of the norm. Well, I was able to work from home mm -hmm. for four and a half months. Why can't I work from home now? Well, what about the kids at school? Yeah, right. yeah a lot of school colleges may do a lot more online than have an actual Oh yeah, no more snow days. For the good or for the bad, I don't know, but there are a lot that we just have to do different. We're going to have to overcome and adapt to do things differently. One thing I'm surprised about all of this, and we may have hit upon it last week, was, um, and someone has to <clears throat> make sure we're taking care it's of Seven minutes to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't believe, okay, so how fast it's spreading, and I know it's spreading faster than other things, but to think like that's how things spread like you know what i mean like when we weren't so aware of it like i was clean see anyway. but we are see to, to me that's the funny part we are yeah. but to, to the well, average person you're thinking about it more that, that touching touching a solid surface like so you guys you know you asked me again what, what's it going to look like afterwards and we already talked about your personal you know cleanliness not saying anyone's unclean but everyone's like raised their game are you ever going to shop a grocery store the same way again never no no seriously Listen, no yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. Thinking, uh, I'm just thinking of what happened uh, at Shaw's on Saturday, Mary. Oh, tell Mary. Tell me what happened. The two things. So, um, you know, I'm not very good at cooking, and Mary and I had to cook Easter for Sam and Holly. And, uh, well, we took they that on. They did a so. phenomenal job. Ho Holly needed um, scallions, right? Well, I don't remember what scallions look like. So I grabbed something and I picked it up. I said, oh, I think this is it. And Mary's like, no, I don't think, I think that's a white onion. And I was like, aren't they the same? And then, um, and then I went to go put it back. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, I touched it. I have to buy it now. And Mary's like, I don't know. I don't think that that's how it works. I go, no, I think so. But the whole time we were having this conversation, there was a guy behind me like just watching and be and like laughing at me because I'm like, I judged it, I gotta buy it. <laughs> but what was it? Now I need to know what you, you know what it was. 
It was scary. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was right. So Mary, I found it anyways. Ten minutes later. Green onion. Thank you very much. I thought it was a green onion. You know. Okay. Well, but then about ten minutes later, we were walking down an aisle the right way, and uh, there was a man behind Mary. Um, at a good distance, but um, he didn't have any face mask on, nothing, and he sneezed on his carriage. Didn't cover his mouth, nothing. He just he sneezed on his carriage. Yeah, no, I mean, people are, um, nah, whatever. How do you know not to sneeze on a carriage in, in before COVID? Like, right, but, the, but we just I'm, talked about everyone's level of vigilance is different, okay? We don't have to like it, but it's a factual certainty. Everyone's acceptable level of cleanliness. Sharon, you're you. Wait a minute. All three of you ladies are all in real estate. You've been in hundreds um, of homes. Are they all the same level of clean and whatever? Of course they're not. There are people. Yeah. people are watching. Nope. Yeah. This I is not real. So the person coughing yeah. all over the place, hacking, going around. He's a person who just doesn't. Like doesn't here, believe or, doesn't, or believe doesn't, doesn't think about it it's never going to affect doesn't him care no one about ever it. knows it's fake it doesn't exist mm. yeah. and and those people are you know two out of ten yeah or, you know one out of ten well and i think it's funny i was um it. you know what i mean talking to a friend and she's like not that i um i'm not a conspiracy theorist yeah. but and i was like you should say normally yeah <laughs> because now you think you know what I mean, and you can imagine of my friends. Yeah. Who do you think it was? Three minutes. Right? Huh? Three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. Three minutes. No. So we only have three minutes. Um, I know that this is going to be a tough week for you guys coming up. Yes. Um, I don't know how uh, WATD listeners uh, feel about me saying this out loud, but I certainly am going to keep you guys in my prayers. Thank you. Um, because you, we'll, we'll take anything we can get. Yeah, we'll we'll take anything we and can since you won't let me out there with you, you cannot come out <laughs> there with us. We're going to have. We love you. Support from a distance. Yes. yes. So um, any final thoughts or final things or suggestions? Oh, come on, Ken, you got to say it. I'm, well, I'm just I'm going to go back it? to what I've been saying for six weeks. I'm getting tired of saying it, but you today... Mm-hmm. Let it go. We're done. Everybody did what they had to do. We need to go back. Just stay at home. Don't screw it up. Yeah. Put way too much into this. Uh, way too much effort. Way too much sacrifice. Way too much everything. The economy's in the toilet. Just stay at home. Yep. We'll mm-hmm. get through this. We'll get it done. We'll come out the other side. Yeah. And we can just we can kind of recover. And, move on. and, and you do see sort of <laughs> something happening, right, yeah. at the other side. We do. Like it, calls are going up. Runs yeah. are going up. People are getting it's sicker. Coming. It's coming. But there will be another side. And that's and the it, other thing. We all see the, oh, the mountain's coming, the mountain's coming. And it is, but it's going to end. There is going to be an end to this. And, again, it's not a sprint. It's not a half marathon. It's not even a marathon. Remember, I'm going with ultra marathon now. Yeah. But don't mess it up. Don't make all the hard work and sacrifice be for nothing. Don't mess it up now. Stay the course. And and I had an interesting conversation with one person today, and they're like, oh, I'm not really worried about it. I said, are you worried about your parent? Are you worried about your grandparent? Are you worried about that child with an autoimmune disease? Are you worried about that person that mm-hmm. suffers from asthma or emphysema or any of these other things? Mm-hmm. I said, if you care not about yourself, then find it in you to care about that person because you have the potential to break the chain. Maybe you're not gonna get it, but maybe you were in contact with someone that did have it and you might come into contact with that other person. But if you are hypervigilant, if you're mm-hmm. washing your hands, if you don't mess it up, if you stay home, you might be that person that breaks the chain. Everyone's seen those matches on Facebook where the burnt match, the burnt match, the burnt match, and then they show the match that was missing so all the rest of the matches didn't get burnt. Diseases work the exact same way. You take mm-hmm. one 
person out of the chain of the disease passing along. That's the power of one person mm -hmm. removing themselves from That's one awesome. position and breaking that change. Yeah. So Final just second here. How many seconds? Final seconds here. We won't be able to hear Ben, so I just want to be able to wrap it up. Right. So next week, next week we'll talk a little bit about real estate. I know some things okay. are happening. Um, if you are still interested in real estate, we can do certain things. So we can have um, like some personal showings. We can also do personal showings. Are personal Grace, showings. You can FaceTime. That's going to become something after this. Yep. That's yep. what we're going to do. We're going to do virtual Virtual, walks virtual, virtual closings. So you can get to us at bostonconnect.com. We have lots of great new listings coming on, and we'll talk more about that next week. Mel, do you want to take it from here? Because I don't know how much time we have. Yeah, We're good. You can call us. We we still have. We can still pick up the phone seven eight one eight two six eight thousand, and I'll direct us direct you anywhere. So.